We're about to cover a part of the sales process that is not widely taught nor widely known, and yet it's kind of an answer key. It's, it's really like a master key to unlock the decision-making process of the person you're talking to. But a lot of us don't realize that this even exists. And the process of handling objections, or let's say you're now already sitting down for a face-to-face -face meeting, you can gain data that can help you forward the sale. This is data people don't even think to go looking for because they're not trained. You know, as a little kid, you figured out a strategy for how to make decisions, and then you use that strategy for the rest of your life unbeknownst to yourself. If you had to come up with a new strategy every time you made a decision, you would still be in diapers. You wouldn't get very far, right? The mind is very economical, and so it comes up with these elegant strategies through which you then process life. Now, when you first sit down and meet with someone face-to-face, -face, you might find yourself asking them about various subjects, but we're going to be looking for an opportunity to ask two very simple questions. One of the questions is, how did you decide that, or how did you choose that? So, you know, they could be happy with the firm they're with. You give them a reframe. You know, they're not buying it. You can't shift their perspective. And then you instead, as you wind down the call in social chit-chat, you might ask them or have an opportunity to ask them a question. They might say something about their practice, about their investment style. And you can say, how did you decide that? How did you choose that? They could be talking about what school they sent their kids to or what kind of car they bought. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the content is, because what you're after, what you're listening for is the process. How does this person process decisions? And I'm going to go over the main components of a person's strategy that I want you to be listening for, because they impact how we continue the sales process with them, and they definitely impact the close. So when someone makes a decision, by definition, it's going to have a direction. And the only two choices are to move towards a solution or to move away from having a problem. You could say that this is the basic pain, pleasure, motivation principle. So, for example, you say to me, Serrano, how'd you first get started in this business? You know, I would say something like, well, you know, in my case, I grew up in a very poor neighborhood that had the highest murder rate in the country at that time. As you can probably tell, immediately, my motivational strategy is to move away from. I was moving away from poverty. You ask someone else how they first get started in the business, they might talk about how they knew someone they admired and that person you know, they could see that the person had a great lifestyle and they were thinking, I want to be like that person. That's someone who's motivated towards. So when you're either having end of a conversation where you've gotten the advisor on the phone and you're, you know, handling objections, or when you're first sitting down with them because you handled the objections, you're listening for, is this person motivated by moving towards or are they motivated by moving away from? 
Another key factor is whether their processing of decisions is internal or external, right? If it's external and they talk about how they chose something, you'll hear them talk about how they collected opinions, data, advice, evidence. The bottom line is that it's things outside of themselves. Some people will say things like, I decided, I told myself, it felt right, I knew. These are people who make decisions based on, as it were, an internal reference point. As you can imagine, the individual who is external, we will want to provide them with evidence, opinions, data, advice. The person who is internal, we need to appeal to their internal knowingness. But trying to jam a bunch of external evidence down that person's throat is only going to create resistance and a disconnect. Another decision-making strategy is a sorting strategy. This is a strategy for how people sort the world. And people sort the world unconsciously by one of five factors, and one of them will be primary for them. So they sort by people, place, thing, activity, or information. So people sort by people, place, thing, activity, information. So I say to all of you, let's go to Rome, right? And some of you are like, yeah, I'd love to go to Rome, right? I can meet some amazing people there. Some of you are thinking, what a magnificent place. Some of you are thinking, wow, there are things that I'd like to buy that I've always wanted to buy when I was in Italy. Some of you are thinking, well, I love the, ha- the hustle and bustle of, of, of travel. I love that activity. Some of you are thinking, wow, I'd love to study the history, the culture. We all agree to go to Rome. Five entirely different reasons, and we would not even know it. People sort by people, place, thing, activity, information. This is one of the factors that when it's not understood, there's nothing more painful as a coach to watch someone miss the mark in a sales call because of a miscommunication based on a lack of understanding of this pattern. I cannot tell you how many times I've witnessed dialogues where the person who was the manager or the recruiter was so intent on talking about the great people and the great culture and, you know, uh, the people, the management team, this guy or this gal, they sort by information. Really, they don't care, right? Their primary filter is information. Then you see another situation where a person is really talking about the information and the statistics and the balance sheet and the and the resources, right? When this is a person who sorts maybe more by people. And they are interested in the quality of the management team and, you know, meeting some of the other people who were there. The bottom line is that we are in a situation currently where you will assume unconsciously that everyone sorts the world that, the way that you do. Whatever is your primary sort, you will be good at communicating with people who have that primary sort. With people who do not have that primary sort, you will not be a great communicator. What I'm asking you to do is to exercise a level of flexibility based on knowledge. The last decision-making strategy I'll speak of involves the primary way that people process information 
on a sensory basis, right? This is a part of the decision-making strategy, which is really a perceptual filter. So we know there are five senses, but we will tend to find that the three categories that people use in their language for decision-making will be either visual, auditory, or physical. If they're visual and you ask them, well, how did you decide that? How did you decide to convert your entire business to fee-based? I mean, I have lots of people who have done the same thing. I'm just wondering, how did you decide that? Right? You know, I could see the writing on the wall. It seemed to me. My perspective is that I should really be the person out doing business development. You know, I observed other people who were really caught up in the minutia of their business. It was clear. So any of those phrases I saw, I see, it seemed, my perspective, I observed, it was clear. That person is primarily visual. If someone says, you know, I heard, someone told me, someone said, you know, it rung true, you know, it really spoke to me, that person is auditory. If a person says, you know, I understood, decided to take a stand, I could get a grasp on it, it felt right, it was a fit, you know, I just knew that things really connected for me, this person is clearly very physical. Now, this is only one part of the decision-making strategy, but let me highlight that it is not unusual at the end of making a recommendation to take the next step with you that you're going to say something to the person like, well, you know, here's what I recommend. How does that look? You know, here's what I recommend. How does that sound? Here's what I recommend. How does that feel to you? In theory, the what you're saying should be directly related to that person's perceptual filter, right? You don't want to make it more difficult for the person to say yes because you're not speaking their language. Now, there's considerable science and study behind each of these strategies. For right now, I want to really make you aware and at the same time not bog you down in too many details. But understand that you want to be a student of decision-making. You want to study how the individual makes decisions because you want them to make a decision to come work for the firm. The bottom line is that this individual decision-making strategy is utterly unconscious to them. It is embedded, though, in their language. And the moment you ask them, you know, I'm glad that you're happy where you're at. I'm just wondering, what is it that made you decide to stay where you are? And they start saying about, you know, they moved once and it didn't go well. You know, they move away from and, you know, I knew all along that it probably wasn't a good thing for me. They clearly tend to use a reference point that's internal. And, you know, when I take a look at the clients who I lost and, you know, I wasn't really happy with some of the people when I first moved here, clearly they sort by people. You know, I'm giving you an example. But literally, you could sit down with someone as part of this process, part of the training I'm taking you through. And just experiment and ask the person, you know, how did you first decide to get into the business? How did you choose this industry? And let them know that it's an exercise. And while they're speaking, see if you can tell, are they motivated towards or away from? Is their reference point internal or external? Do they sort by people, place, thing, activity, or information? Are they visual, auditory, or physical? 
And you'll notice that if you get the person's strategy down, that if you were to then make an offer to them framed or phrased in alignment with their strategy, that they're much more prone to being interested. Now, there is next, and again, I want to stick to the fundamentals. There are lots of fine details that are wonderful to work on, that I enjoy working on, but I typically only work on those things after someone has really mastered the fundamentals. Mm 